if you are planning your summer vacation, might take some um, uh, airlines somewhere to a different destination. Maybe you're going to Europe. Maybe you're going uh, to Hawaii. Buckle up, my friends. Maybe you're going somewhere in the States. New federal air passenger protection regulations come into effect today, and they're aiming to cut down on customer confusion by laying out clear compensation amounts and treatment standards for uh, any mishaps involving all airlines. Globalnews.ca is reporting that the new regulations covering compensation for being denied boarding or being bumped, delays on the apron and damaged luggage come into effect today. And under those rules, passengers bumped from boarding due to overbooking are entitled $2,400 in compensation and up to $2,100 for lost or damaged luggage. The remainder of the rules, which cover how much an airline must pay if the flight is delayed and uh, specifying the level of service they're eligible for, come into force mid-December. Now, under these December regulations, passengers held up between three and six hours get $400, held for six to nine hours can get $700, and travelers delayed more than nine hours could get $1,000. Now, this sounds like good news for air travelers, but a passenger rights advocate, you've heard him on the show before, Gabor Lukash, is challenging the regulations in court. Welcome to the show, Gabor. Good to have you on. Good morning. You claim that the government is duping us with this new air passenger protection um, regulations and rules that they're unveiling today and then again in mid, mid-December. How so? I'm confirming that the government is duping us indeed. Uh, unfortunately, those new rules actually take away existing rights while they appear to be very uh, passenger-friendly when you look at the government's press releases. Let's look at the perhaps most painful issue. How long can an airline keep you stuck to the airport idling on a tarmac before they have to let you off? In 2008, uh, a Code of Conduct for Canada's airlines was established, which called for 90 minutes, 90, an hour and a half. After that, the airline had to let you go off. That was also the amount that Senate recommended as the maximum limit for how long passengers should be kept on the tarmac uh, before the airline has to let them off. The government, however, in the new rules, is allowing airlines to keep passengers on the tarmac for up to three hours and 45 minutes, more than double what Senate recommended. Why would they do that if this is a, yeah, if this is a passenger uh, rights bill? Because... You know, we've heard about those horror stories where people can't get off planes, it's sweltering heat, somebody has to order pizza. So under the new rules, the airline is required, at least nominally, to provide food and water to people in this situation and lavatories. But you are still stuck there for three hours and 45 minutes in that metal tin uh, tube that's called an aircraft. So it baffles me. It makes no sense. And for persons with disabilities, it is a true disaster because for them... uh, who cannot stand up, people who are more, say, uh, wheelchair-bound. or um, This significantly increases the risk for developing pressure sores for dehydration. So um, I don't see it in any possible way as helping passengers at all. When you look at another aspect, denied boarding or bumping of passengers, the new rules also narrow down the scope of eligibility. So the government is touting some bombastic dollar figures, but are you going to get that? Not at all, because you will not be meeting the eligibility criteria. And what is the you criteria? You have to actually prove now. So from now on, you have to show that the reason you didn't get on the flight, even though you had ticket and travel documents and everything, is because the flight was overbooked at the gate. So you have to somehow make your way to the gate and 
find out that there are more passengers than number of seats available on the aircraft. How do you do that? And a headcount? Well, I don't know. It, 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 I think the, the government's idea is that the airline is going to honestly telling you when the flight is overbooked. And you're saying, no, why would they do that? Well, I, I would like to ask listeners, what has their experience been? Has the airline always been forthcoming? And what kind of rules are those where the party entitled to compensation is at the mercy of the other party? It, it's an absurd. When we compare it to international standards like the European Union's gold standard, this is quite clearly a substandard inferior regime that helps only the airlines. Because in Europe, all you have to show is that you had a confirmed booking, you were at the airport on time, you had travel documents, and the airline didn't let you fly. End of story. The airline cannot evade the obligation to pay compensation in Europe. While in Canada, the rules are written by the airlines, for the airlines, traversed them by the government, in such a way that it will already built in help airlines to evade any obligation to pay compensation. So would you say that the air passenger protection rights regulation, that's a misnomer? Absolutely. We call it an anti-passenger regulation or airline protection regulation. So airlines are also challenging this in court because they claim the regulations violate international standards. Why, if it weighs heavily in their favor, would airlines take this bill to court? It is part of a publicity stunt. We looked at the airline's uh, court filings, and I found the last page something that shocked me. I found information for the media in the court papers that the airlines filed. That shows what the real purpose was. The purpose was to get media attention and to reinforce the appearance that this is something airlines don't like. Well, in reality, they couldn't be happier about it. This is an airline-friendly set of regulations. What the airline's concern may be is that down the line, um, a new proper set of rules may come into place. And they also quite clearly want to establish the rules that will prevent court precedents, that will prevent uh, bringing a real passenger bill of rights down the line. So they're claiming the regulations violate international standards. Uh, and what do you say when you look at that? Are they international standards seem Better? It, it is. It is ridiculous that this type of argument has already been hashed out about 15 years ago, before the European Court of Justice. When Europe brought in its gold standard of passenger uh, protection, the airlines challenged those in Europe because in Europe there were actually serious uh, issues, in the sense that in Europe the rules were strict and provided protection to passengers. The airlines lost that battle in Europe. The court found that there was no conflict and that the airlines' case had no merit. So are you confident that your court challenge will produce a fairer bill of uh, passenger rights? We are not going to speculate about what the court may say in our challenge. You have to also bear in mind that the court cannot override bad policy. The court can only step in if something is unlawful. And Many of the things the government is doing is not necessarily unlawful, but just poor policy. What we are challenging in court is the impact of the long-term delays on persons with disabilities, which we argue that it is unlawful, and the narrow definition of denial of boarding. So basically, your problem is the time spent on the on the tarmac and the bumping of passengers. What about the compensation for lost or damaged luggage? With respect to uh, those rules, the government is re-gifting existing rights of Canadians. 
the rules with respect to baggage has already been on the law books for uh, about 15 years with respect to international travel. The Montreal Convention was signed in 1999 and came into force in Canada in 2003 on November 4th. So uh, the government is touting those existing rights as if they were imparting something new on passengers. What is new, and it's not bad, is uh, that uh, if your baggage is delayed, lost or damaged, the airline will have to uh, refund you your baggage fees. That's certainly a positive change, but it is a marginal one. It, it has a very small impact compared to the significant harm that the extensive, excessive tarmac delays and the restrictive denied boarding compensation rules cause to travelers. Why don't they, why do they want to, they've increased the time on the tarmac that you're allowed to keep people on the tarmac by, uh, they've more than doubled it. And this, am I right to assume, helps the airlines because they don't have to waste time getting back to the gate, disembarking, getting everybody back on, and this is going to be, it it weighs heavily in their favor to save time and money? It is not just uh, with respect to the time, it's mostly the money that uh, to go back to a gate and disembark passengers cost money, and that's what the airlines want to avoid. Where do you sit, Gabor, on the uh, December regulations that'll come in? Passengers held up between three and six hours get four hundred bucks back. Six to nine hours, seven hundred bucks no, back. Don't, they don't get back anything. That, that's the problem, and that's that's exactly the problem. I have you you have never heard me say a word about the amounts of the compensation. I have no complaints about that because they are irrelevant. It doesn't matter how much money you are not eligible to. With respect to what ha- what is happening in December, the government is putting out rules that are full of loopholes. The rule itself is one big loophole where the government is allowing airlines to not pay compensation in the case that that the delay or cancellation is outside airlines control, which we would accept, like whether, uh, you know, snowstorm, um, act of terrorism, which is reasonable. But then the, the airlines don't have to pay compensation also if they can make an unverifiable claim that the flight delay or cancellation was due to maintenance issues. So you're saying... So what is left? Because it, it doesn't matter how much you're allowed to be compensated for. If if the airline can say, well, this is a legitimate reason, it cancels all that out. That's right. With the same uh, effect, they could have put in $10,000 of compensation in the regulations because in the vast majority of the cases, nothing is going to be paid out. The airline will just claim that we don't have to pay because it was a maintenance issue. Have a good day. Now, I know we've been talking at length over any time a story comes up in the news where uh, passengers treated unfairly by airlines and it, it comes up very often. We get you on to talk about it. Was there ever a time that you had um, actual hope that this federal air passenger protection uh, bill would work in favor of passengers? Or had you always kind of had a, a high degree of cynicism that it would weigh for the uh, in favor of the airlines? We have been critical of this since the time that the legislation was introduced in Parliament in May 2017. And I wasn't alone with that. A number of other consumer uh, advocates from the uh, Consumers Association of Canada, from other people who are experts in airlines, have voiced the same concern that this was a hollow uh, shell that really doesn't protect the public. Um, We were hoping that the Senate uh, would side with us, and indeed the Senate made a very, very good attempt to fix some of the most uh, striking problems in the framework, tarmac delays, but the government chose not to listen to what the Senate had to offer in terms of advice. So um, 
it was it was a really a missed opportunity as we view it to create something good and instead we are going to be stuck with a uh, substandard um, set of rules that are significantly putting Canada behind uh, the European gold standard. I thank you to, for your time, Gabor. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much, Kelly, for having me. Gabor Lukash is a uh, air passenger rights advocate and says, this, you know, this new air passenger protection regulation, it's kind of a misnomer. It's not protecting us at all. In fact, we've gone from waiting, um, being airlines being able to hold us on the tarmac for an hour and a half to three hours and 45 minutes. How does that help us?